As a believer, reading God's Word is a critical part of your daily spiritual journey. And because it's so important, we've created a unique new resource to help you immerse yourself in biblical truth and open your eyes to all God's Word has for you. It's a free PDF download called The Word One-to-One that takes you on a guided journey through John chapter one. With biblical text and short commentary, each page provides insights that will strengthen your faith in an easy to read guided format. There's truly no other resource like this. Download your free PDF copy today at premierinsight.org forward slash resources. That's premierinsight.org forward slash resources. Understand, defend, and share your faith with confidence. This is Unapologetic from Premier Unbelievable. Thank you for joining us on Unapologetic, helping you to understand, defend, and share your faith with confidence. I'm Ruth Jackson, and before we hear from today's guest, just a quick reminder to visit premierunbelievable.com for more shows, articles, and resources. And if you register or sign up for our newsletter there, you can get yourself a free ebook or multiple free ebooks if you fancy. But now for today's show. I'm joined once again by the wonderful Ana Avila, who is a Mexican writer living in Guatemala with a background in science. She is the author of Make the Most of Your Time, a practical guide to honoring God with your day. We've talked quite a lot about the kind of negative aspects of burnout, of technology, knowing our limitations, all of that. But if we were to kind of flip it and look at the positive perspective, some of the things that you talk about in your book, I guess one of the questions would be, what can we do to increase our capacity? Well, tying it to what we just talked about before, when we rest well, we will be able to work well. When we we are half resting and then we are half working. So because we're half working we don't finish on time we are just scattered we are not organized we're not focused on what we have to do so we need to stay later to finish things or we spend extra days doing work instead of just being lazy and focused on what we have to do finishing and then because i work well i'll be able to rest well so just starting by okay stopping the half doing half working half resting and just investing time in actual rest and in actual work that will help a lot. Uh, also being very clear of what you're doing. Um, there's a verse in Ephesians 10. I'm going to say it in Spanish. Ephesians 2.10, sorry. Dios preparó buenas obras para que anduviéramos en ellas. So God has prepared good works for us to walk on them. I always tell people, stop stealing the good works of other people. <laughs> You're not called to do all the work, good works. <laughs> you are called to do the good works God has prepared for you. So you need to stop and pray. And considering your limitations and the season of life you're in and your energy and your skills and your talents and whatever God has placed you in, you need to make decisions of, okay, and the wisdom God has given me, I've I've come to the conclusion that these are the good works that God has prepared for me. And of course, we're going to mess up. Uh, we're not going to make perfect decisions every time. But we can trust God can guide us through that process and that he will lead us and, and he won't 
let us go into ways that he doesn't want us to go so we can do our best and then trust god will will uh, make straight make our path straight uh but yeah we need to stop and try to figure out with the wisdom of the holy spirit and the word and the community we have like hey i'm i'm an, in this season i have these opportunities i feel like i'm I'm doing too much. Could you help me, please, by prayer and by your counsel to pick whatever things I should be focusing on right now and letting go? Um, that let go part is very hard for a lot of us. Uh, some of the time because of pride, some of the time because we we are afraid we're going to miss a big opportunity, uh, some of the time because we're fearful of what others are going to say. And I can relate to all of that. I can relate to just having to prove I can do it. I can relate to, oh my gosh, this is so such a great opportunity. I don't think I'm gonna ever have the chance to work on this again or with these people again. I can relate to, oh, I just want everyone to clap and say, oh, you're so awesome. <laughs> um, th those are not great ways. Uh, th those are not great reasons to work. Um, at the end of the day, our work has to be for the glory of God first and foremost. So we need to question every motive we have when when we are taking on a new responsibility. Am I doing this because I really feel like God is calling me to do this for his glory? Or am I saying yes just because of pride or fear or or whatever else? So yeah, being honest with ourselves and asking God for wisdom and knowing we're gonna mess up, but that God will keep us and he's faithful to take us to the end. That's a great way to be productive, I think. And I suppose this is related, isn't it? Because if, if we're being much more productive generally, then we'll be able to better prioritize using our time well for things that really matter, won't we? Definitely, yes. Um, when, when we make these decisions and we, we are really committing to the things we do believe God has called, have, has called us to do, we are gonna be free to do that, do those things with joy because we we know we're not doing them just because we're not doing them to please anybody else, not even ourselves, but God. And that drives us. That that is the the fuel we need to actually be productive, knowing that everything we're doing is for God. Um, yeah. So, what would you say to someone who says that they are too busy to read the Bible or pray or you know insert whatever spiritual discipline? is here, what would you say to someone who says they're just too busy to do that? I would challenge that belief. Um, I would remind them that God knows who they are. God knows their limitations. God knows that they are 24 hours in a day. Um, and God knows that he or she needs to know him, God. So. I would challenge the thought because we need our relationship with God to thrive. We need to be in the word. We need to be in prayer. We need to be in community with the church. That those are things that God that God made us to need, like food, sure. like water. Uh, so we wouldn't say, I don't have time to eat. Even though we would say that, we would find a way to eat because we need it because it would don't die. <laughs> so <laughs> I would I would challenge the person and make them see you are just not seeing how much you need God. You're just not seeing how much you need the word, how much you need prayer, how much you need community to be spiritually thriving. 
So it's not a lack of time. It's a lack of awareness of your need. Um, and yeah, of course, you might you might have your calendar full. We could we could all easily fill our calendars with a lot of stuff. There's a lot of things we could be doing. The question is, is it really all these we're doing more important than the spiritual nourishing we need uh, from the word and from prayer and from the church? I don't think so. <laughs> and, and also I would try to ask that person, what do you think reading the Bible and praying and being a part of a church looks like? Because uh, for a lot of people, they have this idealistic way they think Bible studying and reading and prayer should be. They think they should like set aside two hours every day to just like pour over uh, uh, a Bible study and then go for a walk in nature and, and pray for three hours, I don't know. And sometimes we can do that and that's great. But a lot of the time we can't, but that doesn't mean we cannot spend a, a good half hour just like in the word, opening our hearts to God and, and that's it. And because it doesn't have to be that dramatic uh, daily prayer walk and worship session. It doesn't have to be that way every day. So that would, I would ask them, what do you think your Bible reading, prayer life, church life should look like? You're listening to Unapologetic from Premier Unbelievable. Anna, it, you might want to think about this just for a second because um, I've just sort of thrown this at you. But um, would you have five top tips for avoiding burnout? Okay, first I would tell a person that you need to be very clear on what you're doing. What projects are you involving? What are your actual responsibilities? Because we're all like, oh, how are you? Oh, I'm so busy. And we we know we have like a thousand things going on or we at least feel we do, but we're not sure what those things are. We're not sure when those things are due. So just being clear on your responsibilities can be a big relief. I, I often ask people to do this exercise. Just stop and take a piece of paper and just write everything that is on your mind. Everything. Everything that is like uh, like pressuring you. Everything uh, you have to deliver at work, at church, things you have to do at home. Even like feelings or thought, thoughts you have that are annoying you. And just pour it out, out on paper and just look at it. And then I ask people to cross off those things that you have no control over. Okay, I'm feeling this. I, I cannot change how I feel. Or uh, I'm angry because I didn't manage to deliver this on time. Okay, you can't do anything about this. You can turn. You cannot turn back time. Or whatever. Whatever things that you think you can't um, even, it shouldn't be doing. Oh, I, I thought I had to call someone. But you know what? It doesn't matter. I won't call them. And just cross it out. And then you have a list of the actual things you have to do. For a lot of people, this is enough because they realize that they were making a big deal of nothing. Like you, you see it on paper and you're like, oh, yes, I have to do these things, but I know how to do them. I have time to do them. Um, I just needed to just put it on paper and just stop uh, worrying about all these like fuzzy, abstract things I have to do. I just see them on paper and okay, I can get on to work. For some people, they're going to say, oh, yes, I have a ton to do. Like, I mm. have too much to do. Um, 
And there's this concept uh, called Newport. One of my favorite productivity authors says, he, he says, you need to face productivity dragon. You need to deal with the fact that you have this amount of things to do and you probably cannot do them all. And we usually, it's like when you have a lot of debt and you want to see your bank account. It's like, oh, I'll just pretend it's not happening out there. But you cannot face that debt until you look at it and you, you make a plan. And you say, okay, I have to save this amount this month. Yeah, I have to make this payment every month and stuff. So it's the same thing with productivity. You cannot just pretend that things are going to magically solve themselves. You need to face them. So uh, I try to do this every week. I have a time for a weekly review. And actually doing this constantly helps you not never to get to that actual point of, oh, my life is falling apart and I don't have, I don't have any clue how to fix this. Um, but if you do it continually, you can make little changes that will keep you up track. So if you can do this often, it's better. But if you're in that spot where, okay, I have too many things, you need to start letting go of some stuff. And I'm sure for most people, you feel like you cannot let go of every of anything. But I'm pretty sure for most people, this is just a lie. So I would ask you to come to this unfair and try to be really honest. And I've had to do this before. Like, hey, you know what? I committed to this, to teaching this Bible study, but I didn't consider how much time I was going to take to get ready and get the materials done. So I don't think it's wise for me to to take this on right now. Uh, I'm going to look for somebody to like take this from for me um thank you for considering and it, it's painful and it's shameful to to do this because you want to be able to do that but you have to be realistic you cannot do every good work out there you need to be very wise about what you can take so making that decisions those decisions and being um being aware of what's on your plate and taking away those things that are not suitable for the moment is very important um, that was a very long first point, so I will try <laughs> to make the, the other ones quicker. <laughs> uh, the second one, I would... Um, uh, social media is one of the sources of stress, we like it or not. So I would encourage everyone to make very clear boundaries about how they use social media. My goal is no, never try having to ask, should I be on right now or not? I know when I should be on. Those days are very clearly, it, 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 deliberately designed by me. So I know Fridays, Sundays, after doing my most important task of the day, I can go in. That's it. And so having very clear boundaries and having tools that help you uh, keep those boundaries is very important. And three, the same thing I would do with rest. I wouldn't be asking myself, oh, when I should stop working? Oh, when I should like have this day of rest? I, I need to plan that ahead. So having the times, even if you work from home, that this is a very, I've been working from home since 2014. So I, I had experience before the pandemic and I soon very quickly realized that I needed to just have a cutoff for the day for myself and, and respecting that. And also like the day of rest and a sleep time. It also, it's also great. Just having these guidelines uh, is very important. Um, uh, the next tip I would I would give for managing workload is what we say about focusing on working when it's time to work and resting when it's time to rest. 
just taking the time uh, to build an environment both at work and at rest that is conducive to work and rest. If I'm going to be with you here on this interview, I'm not going to have something open here and there or picking up my phone. I'm just going to be focusing on you. If I'm writing, same thing. If I'm reading, same thing. Um, if I'm resting, if I'm reading a book to rest, I'm going to put my phone away. I'm going to be cuddled under a blanket uh, with headphones, just like trying to create this environment that is not um, taking me away from rest to work and vice versa. Um, so clear setting this these boundaries would be helpful. And finally, and most importantly, I think, again, prayer for me is such an important thing, just to be asking God continuously, give me wisdom, God, to take on this day for your glory and my work and my rest. And I truly believe he answers that prayer. Um, it's not always easy. Sometimes he compels us to repent of our pride, of our fear of men, of our reliance on our own strength. Uh, but surrendering is always better. It, it, it's always joyful. So even though it's hard, it's worth it. So yeah, be always in prayer and God will give you the wisdom you need. Anna, thank you so much. And hopefully we'll get to see your book arriving in English very soon. But if, <laughs> if we want to get a hold of your book or find out more about you, where's the best place to go? Yeah, you can go to my website, Anna Avila, and A-N-A-A-V-I-L-A dot O-R-G. Uh, or you can look me, ironically, on social media. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not there a lot, but I'm there on Instagram and Twitter and YouTube mostly. So if you look at Ana Avina, uh, you can find there. Also, I write for Coalición por el Evangelio, the Gospel Coalition, the Spanish website mostly. You get translate all my articles using the amazing technology we have now. So language shouldn't be uh, a problem. Great. Well, I will make sure that um, the links are in today's show so we won't have to spell that out if, if someone's not got a pen. But Anna, thank you so much for joining us today. It's been an absolute pleasure. I'm happy to be there. Thank you for having me. Thank you for joining us on Unapologetic with me, Ruth Jackson. As always, you can find out more about our guests through the links with today's show. And please do let us know what you think of the programme by emailing unbelievable at premier.org.uk or you can get in touch on social media. Thank you for listening and see you next time. You've been listening to Unapologetic. For more shows, resources and our newsletter, visit premierunbelievable.com.